I'm Dr. Orion Taraban, and this is Psychax, Better Living Through Psychology. And the topic of today's short talk is talking is overrated. How ironic. Now, this might sound strange coming from a therapist, but I'm here to tell you that in relationships, talking is overrated. But Orion, isn't communication the key to good relationships? Yes, it is. However, you have to understand that while all talking is communication, not all communication is talking. Talking is good for some things, like planning logistics, and it is absolutely terrible for other things. The most common misapplication of this principle is assuming that if communication is the key to good relationships, then you have to talk about everything all the time. And that is absolutely not true. A fair share of effective communication is knowing what not to talk about and understanding when talking is useless. At this point in my life, I'm convinced that I could have a peaceful, loving, respectful relationship with a woman who couldn't even speak English. Why? Because the point of a relationship is not to convey semantic information. And everything essential to a relationship can be communicated without words. I'm also a fantastic partner, which, as we'll see, makes a big difference. However, this hasn't always been the case. I've been in some relationships in the past where most of the relationship consisted of talking about the relationship. What did you mean when you said that? How are we doing? Where is this going? And that is death. Why? Because the point of a relationship is to come together and experience each other in the world through that connection. And while you can do this through talking, it is almost always less interesting and vital than doing. Which would you rather do? Have sex or talk about having sex? Be on holiday or talk about the trip you took six months ago? Talking is to doing as imagination is to reality. The former is a pale imitation of the latter. And all other things being equal, the more time you spend talking, the less time you spend doing, and that's where all the good stuff is. Here's another reason why talking is overrated. How often has it happened in your life that your partner has said to you, we need to talk? And when you sat down with this other person, he or she said, I need you to know that last week when we were having a discussion about my mother, I never felt so heard and respected and validated in my life. You need to know that I'm very satisfied with this relationship and I'm extremely content with the way things are going. And I'm only concerned that I just might not be able to love you any more than I currently do. Like, that never fucking happens, does it? And why is that? Because when people say, we need to talk, it's because somebody has a problem. And they believe that talking is going to resolve that problem. And again, this is going to sound really weird coming from a therapist, but that is often not the case. Only a small subset of problems can really be solved by talking about them. And in many cases, talking about problems becomes a problem in and of itself. Now, before I go any further, if you're liking what you're hearing, please consider sending this to someone who might benefit from its message. It's word of mouth referrals like this that really help the channel to grow. And you can also hit the super thanks button 
and tip me in proportion to the value you feel you've derived from this episode. I really appreciate your support. If talking actually helps to reduce an undesired behavior, it's generally because the possibility of talking about the behavior again is more aversive than giving up the behavior itself. That is, talking is a punishment. Marsha Linehan, the creator of Dialectical Behavior Therapy, understood this to be true. When a client violated his or her treatment agreement, say by missing a group session or arriving late, she would not allow the therapy to proceed until the behavior was exhaustively discussed. The client would be eager to talk about an argument she had with her boyfriend or a conflict he had at work, and she wouldn't let them. She would take time out of what the client wanted to do to talk about something he or she had done, and clients generally hated that so much that they changed their behavior. It was the punitive component of talking that moved the needle, not the problem-solving or understanding potentialities of talking that most people assume to be responsible for the behavior change. To the extent that we need to talk works, it's because it's punitive and punishments reduce the frequency of behavior. But should you really be punishing your partner? It's generally not a very good idea for a number of reasons. In the first place, to the extent that it works, it increases the power imbalance in a relationship. Why? For the simple reason that punishments can really only issue from the more powerful to the less powerful. So the more you employ punishment, the more powerful you become and the less powerful your partner becomes, which isn't usually sustainable as it leads to resentment on both sides. Punishers are resentful because they increasingly feel parentified and critical, and punishees are resentful because they increasingly feel infantilized and criticized. What a drag. After all, good relationships are about enjoying who your partner is, not about changing them into who you want them to be. Now, when do people feel like they need to talk? When somebody was disrespectful, or somebody was lazy, or somebody was irresponsible, or somebody was inconsiderate, or somebody was withholding, etc. Unpopular opinion, but talking will not fix any of those things. Talking will not make a disrespectful person respectful, or a lazy person productive, or an irresponsible person responsible. And insisting on talking about these issues is really a kind of intolerance for the partner you chose. The way to solve these problems is not by talking, but by being respectful, productive, responsible, considerate, and generous. If you are a good partner and you choose people who are also good partners, there really won't be much to talk about. This is why I believe that I could have an excellent relationship with someone who doesn't speak my language. I know how to be a good partner, and I know how to recognize people who know how to be good partners. All the things that I'm looking for in a relationship, kindness, loyalty, tenderness, sensuality, patience, generosity, positivity, prioritization, connection, do not need words. In fact, they can all be communicated wordlessly in actions and in a general attitude toward life.
I have plenty of people to talk to if I feel the urge to do so. I don't need a woman to talk to. I need a woman for other things. The fact of the matter is, is there is little need to talk about most problems because the vast majority of problems spontaneously remiss, which is to say, they tend to take care of themselves. You don't have to talk about every little thing. You don't have to process every uncomfortable emotion that you experience throughout your week. These things come and go. On the other hand, talking about a problem enshrines that in the memory of the relationship, such that something that could have been a temporary issue becomes a permanent fact. The only issues that really need to be discussed are deal breakers. And there are really these are really just two-minute conversations. If a problem is so bad that it would destroy the relationship all by itself, then give people the option to choose between the problem or the relationship and move on with your life. It's not easy, but it really is that simple. And that's what I have to say for the time being. What do you think? Does this fit with your own experience? Let me know in the comments below. And if you've gotten this far, you might as well like this episode and subscribe to this channel. You may also consider becoming a channel member with perks like priority review of comments or booking a paid consultation. As always, thank you for listening.